Welcome to the GS Nation podcast. Our focus is personal development, health and wellness, mindset, and entrepreneurship. Show notes can be found at gsnation.com slash podcast, as well as on our YouTube channel and in the details section of your podcast app. Thanks for listening. We're your hosts, Carrie and Dave. Let's rock and roll. What's up, GS Nation? Today, we are here to talk about goals and proper goal setting. Two super important things, which is why we start with them so early on. A big part of goal setting is language, which is also something that we're going to talk about today. So if you have any questions, as always, please let us know at the GS Nation on Instagram or on our website, www.gsnation.com. That wasn't what was up. That's not what's up. You know, it's a step-by-step process. We were on mute for a little bit. That's no big deal. You know, just like pearls of wisdom that you'll never hear. Right, exactly. We should keep this in. What's up? (laughs) Hi, GS Nation. How you doing today? We are here, Carrie and Dave, to talk about goals. Goals and goal setting, proper goal setting, what we've learned about proper goal setting. So I set out a goal in January of... 2015 or 16 to, to compete in the obstacle course racing world championships. And I didn't hit it that year. I didn't hit it the next year, but I got it the third, you know, just cause I kept chipping away at it. And I kept that big long-term goal in, in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it was quite unrealistic for me to, to say, Hey, this is where I want to go. When I started, there are no such things as unrealistic goals, uh, merely unrealistic timelines. So you, Decide you want to do something, you figure out your why, Mm -hmm. you talk about and work through in your mind, you know, that it's okay to fail, that you may be afraid to do X, Y, Z. You may be afraid to become the person you need to become in order to accomplish X, Y, Z, but you're willing to do it. Okay. Now, how do you, how do you go from this dream to an actual goal? And that first step is to write it down. And that second step is to begin formulating what it's going to take to become the person that you need to be in order to accomplish that goal. Write that down, spend some time journaling, spend some time, you know, in your own words, describing who you are and who that person is who has already accomplished that goal. So, you know, the person who's going to qualify for OCR world championships is somebody who's going to take the craft of obstacle course racing very seriously and somebody who is an excellent runner and excellent grip strength and, um, you know, knows obstacle proficiency and knows proper nutritional, you know, protocols before, during and after races for optimal, you know, energy and recovery and yada, yada, yada. And then you can start working on each of those individual pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, but really breaking down who you have to become and what you need to do in order to accomplish those goals are, really important because otherwise they're really arbitrary. Like I can say, yeah, I want to like build the rocket ship and go to the moon. I can write it down and say January of 2020, you know, but like, I'm, you know, <laughs> gotta read something. <laughs> right. at least got to start <laughs> right. learning physics. You know, I mean, there's a, you know, there's a lot to be, there's a lot that, that goes into that. So, I mean, you can like say whatever you want to say, you can write down what you, whatever you want to write down, but you know, it's the process of becoming that person that, you know, really is the most rewarding. It's falling in love with the process again. And it's realizing that that ultimately is going to make you happier because you're moving towards your, you know, most authentic and holiest and truest self. Yeah. And I've found in my personal goal setting, um, in the last three years or so, one of the harder parts is, you know, I 
wrote the goal down, had a very detailed list of how I was going to get there. And, um, you know, envisioning that future me, Mm -hmm. but really believing in her. Right. Right. I mean, I always, I don't have, it's, I can believe in myself in the moment. Um, but then picturing this better version of you and fully believing that she or he is going to exist is it's hard. It's hard. hard. And really working at that and being honest with yourself. And in those moments of not necessarily doubting the present you, but maybe the future you, if Mm -hmm. she's, it could exist. You can do it. Um, it's important to find those moments to reflect during those moments and to embrace them and then to start again, right? It's just kind of a rinse and repeat. Then you go back to what you wrote down, you look at your list and you make sure that everything that needs to be there is there to get to her or him. And then, you know, that doubt. It'll creep in. Yeah. Creeps in. It comes in and out, you know, but just chipping away brick by brick. Um, you know, that's kind of how you get anywhere in life. You know, nobody sets out to just build a wall, you know, nobody like just, Oh, poof, there it is, right? It's mm-hmm. like laying one brick as perfectly as you can over and over and over again. You read my Instagram post yesterday? And, you know, I stay up to date on yeah. stuff. Right? <laughs> Thank you, Will Smith. Um, you know, but it's it's just chipping away at stuff and, and, you know, staying consistent. And those big, scary goals are the ones that really move the needle. You know, those are the ones that, that will wake you up. And, you know, I've got some experience with this. Um, you know, we've kind of teased the keep your streak alive challenge in the past. And, uh, Carrie, you shared a cool story from, from yeah. a couple of years ago about this that I'd love for you to share as, as well. But I think that the idea behind this challenge was I wanted to try to work out every single day for a calendar year. Right. And my definition of that has turned into in the successful version of this keep your streak alive challenge. You know, what I'm aiming for is to better myself physically, make a concerted effort to better myself physically every single day. So when I first started, it w- I wanted to uh, work out every day of 2015. So started on Jan one and I got to St. Patrick's day and I got drunk and forgot. <laughs> Happens the best. Place. Happens the best. Place. I woke up at like, woke up the next day, super hungover. And I was like, Oh my God, I was day 73. Right. And I hadn't really told anybody about Damn. it. Yet. Yeah. So I was, I was in it. This is, I kept it to myself and, and I learned a lot of big lessons about goal setting with this, but I kept it to myself. Didn't tell anybody. Uh, I think I told my girlfriend at the time and, and she was like, what dude, did you work out yesterday? I was like, Oh my God, no. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. So I let it die. And all those good beer. habits, I know for green, Come beer, right? on. but all those good habits <laughs> died with it. Yeah. You know, I didn't stick with it. It wasn't like I fell off and then got right back on the wagon and started it again. Right. I almost waited an entire full year in order to come back around and start the new streak, um, you know, which I did the day before my birthday. Yeah. So February 15th, I decided I wanted to work out every day of the 28th year of my life. Uh, this coming February will be my 31st year. and I'm still going. So day 1,439 at this point, 1,040. So, um, you know, day 100 was a big deal. And on day 100, I made a post on Facebook about the top eight things I learned about working out hundred days in a row. Uh, that's now on our blog, gsnation.com slash blog, if you want to read that. Um, but that gave me some very interesting insights into, now that I look back on that time frame, into what 
telling people really did for me. Like that really made, held me accountable, mm. you know, because I'd have people come up to me or shoot me a message or say, you know, Hey man, you know, I started my street because of you or, uh, Hey dude, are you still doing that thing? Like, you know, what day are you on? You know, where are you at? And you know, now there's been maybe a dozen times where over the past thousand or so days where I've made, been in bed, gone, fuck, I didn't do it. And like made the decision to get my ass out of bed at, you know, midnight or 10 at night or two in the morning and go, all right, let's do it. And in large part, that's because I wanted to prove that I could, that I could do it. Right. That, you know, that the people who knew that I wouldn't be able to do this are wrong. Yeah. And I can prove myself right. Cause this was an insurmountable thing for me. Zero chance I'd do it for the whole year. Got to day 100 and I was like, <laughs> fuck, well, maybe I can keep this going. Yeah. Right. And then now it's at the point where I'm just going to go definitely forever. definitely can't stop. Definitely can't stop. No. I, I always tell myself if I really, really don't feel like working out, if I really don't want to do it, if I'm really fucking struggling, I'll quit tomorrow. I'll do it today. I'll just get through it today, get through the bullshit, go through the motions, and I'll just quit tomorrow. And typically, mm-hmm. tomorrow comes... And at that point I feel great. And I'm like, all right, now it's, now I feel good about it. You know, it's, it's very rare that two or three of those days string together. Um, you know, so I think a big lesson for proper goal setting here is shoot really high. Um, tell people about it. If you're serious about it, once you've made the decision that you're going to do X, Y, Z, put yourself on blast. Yeah. Right. Because, um, if it's big enough and if it's scary enough, and if people can see that you're actually working towards it, you know, you'll be motivated by that external factor. Yeah. You know, it's not completely intrinsic, which helps. Um, you know, it, it's the, hey, can I prove people wrong or can I actually do this? You know, and, and that that's, was very powerful for me. Um, and that was in large part why I put out the OCR World Championships. Like I started writing about that when I was finishing 200th, 300th overall. Yeah. You know, and, and that goal got more and more narrow as time went on. Um, but, you know, write it down, put a date on it, be extremely specific, uh, have accountability, and then take those actions towards accomplishing that goal. And now you're on the path to actually getting there. And the person that you become in order to get there is going to have to be better than you are now. So either way you win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just like you said, too, is you're going to start falling in love with the process and those healthy habits and the consistency and how it makes you feel. And if you get close to the end or if you get halfway and all of a sudden it hits you, maybe I want a different goal. You know, you already have the systems in place to pivot. You already have the discipline. Yeah. You've got the discipline. You've already proven to yourself, um, gained some confidence in your small successes built up over time. Yeah. And at that point, Maybe it's the same goal, but bigger. Right. Maybe you get halfway there in two months and you're like, well, fuck. Right. <laughs> I did not, you know, shoot high enough for that one. And, and I think that's going to happen more often than not. And that's, yeah. that's the crazy part about it is, is when you start, you know, reviewing these things and when you start breathing into these things and changing your state, you know, when it comes to these goals, um, you know, most of us breathe very shallow. We breathe in our chest. We are in a constant state of fight or flight, you know, the sympathetic nervous state, um, you know, and, and that rest and digest, rest and relax, you know, feed and breed state of the parasympathetic part of our autonomic nervous system 
is the state that, that actually allows us to make deep fundamental changes. When we can access that with our breath, when we can take it, when we can take a deep breath and we, when we can, um, you know, allow ourselves to allow our bodies to, to view and feel things from a deep visceral place of, um, positivity or of reflection as opposed to of fear or survival, then we're able to have those goals kind of take hold a little bit deeper. There's a lot of great strategies that, you know, I'm sure Mark will probably get into when we get into the actual uh, language conversation with him. You shared a really cool story when you walked in today about, you know, how you found a a chain link um, kind of connecting to your streak. Yeah. Yeah. That was three years ago. Um, I had just moved back to Richmond and was physically not where I wanted to be or had typically been in the past. Having always been an athlete, um, being on sports teams in college, um, you know, you stay active. Uh, but then once you're not on the team anymore, um, it's, you have to find a new type of discipline, uh, within, you know, yourself. And by the time I moved back to, uh, Richmond, I, just mentally, emotionally was just off. I was not happy. And all I knew, I couldn't make a single decision, which is very unlike me. Um, so all I knew was that I had to get my body right. Um, and so I started at the, a local, um, bar studio, small studio in town. Uh, one of my friends dragged me there and I immediately started getting very competitive about it. Um, shocker. Yeah. Shocker. None of the ladies knew, but I always won. <laughs> yeah, I won that bar class. Yeah. Oh, this warm up, I'll win. Uh, yeah. Can I win the stretch? Because <laughs> I will. Yeah. Essentially, the entire conversation I was having the whole time. That's also why I have trouble enjoying yoga. Um, Stretching harder than you right now. Yes. But I uh, started working out and the only thing I changed to, cause I knew I had to change my diet as well, but I didn't want to do, I was nervous of going zero to 60. And at this point I hadn't listened to a single podcast, hadn't read a single book or article about, you know, nutrition or self anything. Um, but I knew that that made sense. So I said to myself, okay, I'm gonna have a smoothie every day for breakfast. That's the only thing I'm going to change because mm-hmm. it's not too drastic. And then I'm going to work out every day. Um, quick point on that. Yeah. A lot of people want to go zero to 60, like you said, or zero to hundred percent. Right. And yeah. you know, you don't have to be qualifying for the Olympics and training to win a gold medal in order to better yourself physically. Yeah. Right? And that can be from a diet standpoint or a training standpoint. So just starting somewhere, getting something done, changing out one bad or poor habit for one habit. That's a little bit better. Uh, if you add one good thing and take one bad thing away and you consistently do that for 30 days, your whole life can change. Yeah. Absolutely. Side and note. yeah, side, <laughs> side wisdom, <laughs> insert wisdom here. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's exactly what happened. I, cause my relationship with fitness and working out is, um, you know, it's something I have to work on. Um, because every workout that I have, I get very competitive mm-hmm. and think I need to throw down. Is that um, something you have to work on or something you are working on? I'm, I always, I'm actively working on it current, like all the time I work on, um, I will walk into a gym and feel frustration if I'm not, you know, close to my PR. Right. For, you know, but 
<laughs> we'll save that for episode 500. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So I changed the, changed the smoothie for breakfast, uh, in my diet. And then I, um, bar was low impact. So it was easier to do it, mm-hmm. um, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I'm a very visual person. So I knew I, you know, I always write my, I've always written my goals down. So I'd written down that I wanted to lose X amount of weight. Um, I think it was like 40 pounds, which was aggressive. I probably had definitely had 30, but 40, I was getting greedy. Um, so I'd written that down and, uh, I knew that I needed to see, to see, to be able to visualize kind of the effort that I was putting in. Um, so I started to build a paper chain, something that we used to do as kids, but we always, my mom would do it uh, for us but we would rip it down. Mm. Right. And so that the idea originated from that, but I decided that I wanted to grow it. So I started every time I would work out, uh, the work, different workouts on different colors and think I had numbers and all these different things on it, but I would add a chain, a little link and it was in my bedroom. Uh, I taped it to the ceiling. You just wrapped it around your room, wrapped around my room. Every time you woke up and your alarm went off and you looked around and you said, well, I could stay here or I could take that whole chain down Mm -hmm. and rip it off the walls and start over. And you said, nope. Yeah. And it was one of those things where I'm a big advocate of writing things out on walls or something. You know, if you're going to walk out the door every day and you need to remember I'm a badass bitch, then you need to write it on your wall because I got messages on my mirrors. Yeah. 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 Me too. Um, and you, you know, you, your body is so much smarter than you think it is. And it's reading those things and the times you need it most, it's going to pull that visual up. And so for me, that was that chain. I would be, you know, my friends wanted to go out or, you know, and I knew that if I got super wasted that night, I'd wake up the next day and at 5am when I was scheduled to take a class and I knew I wouldn't want to, um, and it was able to, I was able to visualize all that hard work Yeah. or I would go out and I would, it'd be really easy to limit myself because I would see all of the sweat and anger right. <laughs> up on my wall. Yeah. So it was, you know, a visual, if you're a visual person, you know, whether it's a tick mark, um, you know, a chain, whatever you need it to be, yeah. um, an Instagram post every day that you do something, um, writing down those reminders, those little memos. Um, I love that. And I think that'll be a, a episode down the road. Um, there's a guy I follow Andy Frisella. He's got the MF, MF CEO podcast, which is a great podcast specifically for business development. Um, but he has a, uh, he's got a thing he does where every morning he, just basically when he brushes his teeth, he's got gratitude written on his toothbrush. Nice. And he just sits there and, and, you know, there's that two minute time frame where he's being reminded gratitude, 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 you know, and yeah. I've got my messages on my mirror and you've got, I'm a badass bitch walking out the door, you know, so whatever <laughs> yeah. you need, whatever you got no, to do to grab yourself. I don't, have, you I don't have that one on my door. Yeah, maybe I should have that on mine. I don't know. <laughs> Dave, yeah. you're a badass bitch. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Um, we've got some good episodes coming up for you here. We're going to dive into language with Mark England. We're going to talk about confidence, uh, the difference between swag and bravado versus earned confidence. Uh, and then we're going to get into some fun kind of a little bit, maybe more specific topics. So if you have any topics that you would like to hear of, or if any, uh, ideas of things you'd like us to talk about, shoot us a message, let us know. You can check out the show notes for more. Uh, and we're looking forward to chatting with you again soon. Yeah, we'll be back. Grind on.